scripture lesson today is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 11. Hear the word of the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, use your servants' lips and your people's ears and hearts that they may be wed, that the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. In grammar, you may remember there are many different kinds of conjugations of verbs, and one of them is the imperative. It is when you tell someone to do something. Go, mow the grass. is an imperative. Give me a Snickers bar is an imperative. Add creamer to my coffee is an imperative also. It's interesting, though, that that prayer involves imperatives. This prayer that Jesus is teaching his disciples invites us to make requests of God. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us. We are asking the creator of the universe, the one who lit the sun and put the stars in the sky, we are asking the Lord who envisioned the sequence of our DNA, we are asking the God who made harmony from musical notes to give us something. As if we had any claim on the Almighty Besides that he has invited us to be his children, and we, sinful though we are, we, flawed and frail though we be, have said yes to this invitation. We say to our Father, please give. Please give. And we recognize at our best, we recognize that all good gifts come from the hand of the loving Father who sees us, who knows us, who cares for us. When we awakened this morning, this breath that we are privileged to breathe, this breath that God breathed into the man at the dawn of creation, this breath that is borrowed from God is somehow still ours. We, each one of us, gathered here somehow maintain the breath of life by God's grace within us. Most of the time we don't even think about it. It's like the beating of our own hearts. Who knows how many hundreds of millions of times our hearts will beat in a lifetime and most of the time if things are going well we don't even recognize that something is going on here that is a gift from God. An electrical impulse in these physical bodies of ours that keeps us among the living. Every gift, every good and perfect thing that we receive is a gift from Almighty God. We understand more than was understood three or four hundred years ago. We understand more than was understood in ancient times, and yet it is still not only realistic, but it is still right and good 
to recognize that God sends the rain. Now, the ancient folks didn't know about warm fronts and cool fronts and didn't understand the water cycle. They believed that they could pray for rain and God would send the rain. But it is right and good and true for you and for me. Knowing what we know about cold fronts and warm fronts, knowing what we know about evaporation and wind, it's good and right for us to remember that God sends the rain. A child was at Thanksgiving one year, and his grandfather asked him to pray. He prayed a prayer for which he nearly got smacked. His prayer was, Lord, thank you for this food. Grandpa raised the cattle, took the cattle to the slaughterhouse, planted the beans, watered the beans. I'm unclear of what you had to do with it, O oh God, but for whatever that part was, thank you. God gives us food. He's created the earth so that when a seed is planted, suddenly something comes up that doesn't quite look like the seed, but then suddenly it multiplies. God, God feeds us. God takes the water from the sky and it falls down into the earth and, and fills a grape and becomes grape juice. God gives us drink. God takes the rain from the sky and it becomes the coffee bean. And the coffee bean is ground up and it becomes the nectar of God. God gives us grain and God gives us juice and God gives us coffee and God gives us a world where where we can learn that if we plant at this time, we can harvest. God gives the gifts that we receive every day, mostly unwittingly, unknowingly. We receive them one right after another because God is the giver of all good things, and all good things flow to us from the hand of God. Give us this day. Now, the phrase this day implies that God intends for his people to walk in continual relationship with him. Because if we pray, give us this day our daily bread, then the assumption is that I'll pray again tomorrow and the day after and the day after, and pretty soon I will find myself walking with God like I walk with a friend, sharing with God like I share with Melinda, talking with God like I have conversations with those around. The English author Margaret Storm Jameson once expressed the view that we all spend too much time living in the past, that we feel regret for lost joys or shame for things that have been badly done. 
And even when our minds turn to the future, she says, we spend an inordinate amount of time longing for the future or dreading it. She says the only way to live is to accept each minute as an unrepeatable miracle. Work at your work. Play at your play. Shed your tears. Enjoy your laughter now. Now is the time of your life. Our lives are, by and large, lived in the moment. We can't change the past, whatever shame we have. We can do our best if we have made messes to clean them up, but, but right now, here in the present, this is the time that God has given us. We're not promised this afternoon or tomorrow or next month or next year. But right now, we can say to those we love, I love you. Right now, we can show our appreciation to someone who has done something beautiful for us. Right now, we can give thanks to God for the many blessings that he has given to us. Right now. Right now. Give us this day, this day, our daily bread. There's the past, there's the future, but here is a prayer that anticipates an ongoing relationship with God. I'm asking today, and I'll be back tomorrow, and I believe that you will be with me today and tomorrow and every chance. I have to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, you will notice in your Bibles, our daily bread has a kind of, some sort of marking there. It'll lead you to one of the notes in your Bible that will say, this term can be variously translated. The fact is, this particular term is used only three times in Greek literature. One, in each of the two Lord's Prayer versions in the New Testament, and one in the first century, early second century, teaching the Didache, which is copying the Lord's Prayer for uh, the students that it is being addressed to, to pray. It's a word that's found, to this point, no place else. It can be translated, the bread for tomorrow, it can be translated, today's bread. It can also mean, whatever we need for nourishment and sustenance and life. Give us today whatever we need for nourishment and sustenance and life. It's a physical kind of nourishment, the manna in the wilderness when God literally gave daily bread to the Israelites wandering from Egypt to the promised land. Every morning, there it was. God was in the business of providing physical daily bread. Jesus says in the New Testament, I am the bread of life, the bread that came down from heaven it's no accident that on the first Sunday of the month we have the symbols of communion before us 
and there's bread. It is the spiritual needs of the world that Jesus himself meets that can be found in no other place but the person of Jesus Christ and faith in him. Give us today our daily bread, whatever we need to survive, to be whole, to thrive. Some of you today, in order to be whole, need to accept God's forgiveness. In order to be whole, you need to let go of the things that have been holding you back for two and a half days, for five and a half years, or for two and a half decades. Some of you, in order to be whole, your daily bread needs to be the acceptance of God's pardon in your life. Some of you are frightened. You need to understand that God has called you to faith, a faith that persists in life and in death and in life beyond death. You need the daily bread that is the risen Jesus who promises that those who believe in him shall never die. You may need the daily bread of a restored relationship. In order to thrive, you may need to have a relationship that has been broken, mended in some way, and you have been too proud to start that process. But God is calling you to start it anyway. I don't know what you need for bread, for wholeness today, but I know who offers the bread and the wholeness. And I know that the one who offers it offers it to me and to you today. Give us this day our daily bread. Whatever is needed for sustenance and wholeness, whatever is needed, And so when we sing our final hymn, I'm going to invite you, if you need the presence of God in a new and a powerful way, if there's something that has tweaked your heart, if you are in need of a move of God's grace, I invite you to come and to kneel here at the front of the church and just do your business with God. I remember when I, was, when I was first getting into uh, the life of faith, and I would want to come down and pray, and inevitably, like a vulture to a corpse, some preacher would descend on me and start praying for me and not really even listen to what I... I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let you work out with God what you need to work out with God. And let me tell you how, how I operate. When I issue an invitation for you to pray, I want you to feel free to come and to, to kneel as, as we sing. And, and I will usually sit right in the front of one of these two pews. And if you want me to pray for you, you come and sit beside me and tell me what you want me to pray for. Otherwise, come and get your business done with the Lord right here in the front of this sanctuary. Give us today our daily bread that which we need to be whole, that which we need to be holy, 
that which we need to live the life that Jesus Christ calls us to live. And he is here today to offer that to us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.